0: If you've been interested in elevating your business in order to increase revenue, listen now to find out more. This is Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with Kieran Sweeney. Each week, Kieran speaks to home-based entrepreneurs, celebrity entrepreneurs, and others who are influential in their industries. Now, here is your host, Kieran Sweeney.
1: Hey, good morning everybody, this is Kieran and welcome to our weekly show, Key Entrepreneurs of Influence, and we are going to have a very exciting show today with a guest who is traveling the world with his family and living the nomadic lifestyle. So it's going to be really great to hear from somebody who's actually doing this and they're living right now in South America and uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. So let's get back to uh, last week's show was so exciting with uh, having Kevin Harrington on and, and just really delving into you know how simple it is to create a successful business today using the online uh, activities and the week before we had John Benson and he was telling us he's the, the original creator of the video sales letter and uh, just an, an awesome uh, two, two gentlemen who have really you know, made success in the world, uh, both online and offline and in the public speaking arena. And uh, I speak with both of them and uh, on stages, and it's just uh, really an honor to be with them and to have them on Voice America. So anyway, we are, uh, this show is about helping you uh, whether you're an entrepreneur, where you're a corporate executive, uh, big business, small business. You know, in today's world, becoming influential in your industry, in your niche, is critical to success. And uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of things have to be put into place in terms of, you know, publications, your online presence, your profile, your, your you know, getting lots of video content out there, getting lots of, uh, uh, our guest today is a blogger and he's going to be talking about that. And, and it's just really creating that presence, creating that following. And, you know, the magic of the internet is just people find you and, and they find you because Uh, you're putting a certain message out there. You're putting certain content out there and they find you. They find you through uh, search engines and they find you through uh, just, you know, connecting through various social media channels and through uh, just... You know, putting in keywords and 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 they latch onto you. They like you, and they start to follow you. So it's important to continue to elevate yourself uh, as an entrepreneur and and become influential. And before you know it, you know, say one to three years, you're going to be uh, a recognized authority, uh, provided you're putting out good content. You're provided you're putting out great solutions and uh, and uh, helping people with your business, with your service, your product, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you're in a direct sales company. It doesn't matter if you have a a brick-and-mortar business or if you're in an online. Whatever you're doing, content, content, content is going to help you find customers. And, you know, I always tell my clients, there's at least a thousand people out there interested in what you have to offer. It's a big world, so in a, in a in an eight billion dollar pop uh, sorry in an eight billion population world, do you think you could find a thousand customers? And you do the math on that revenue, and you've got a really healthy business. So. Uh, Continue to elevate yourself, continue to put yourself out there, and, and really build a profile, build a, a presence so that people find you. And our guest today, uh, Ricky Shetty, uh, he and I have actually done some work together, and he has uh, decided about, a, I think almost a year ago, to he and his wife decided after having their third child, they were going to take their kids uh, around the world on a little trip. <laughs> so that little trip has now become their lifestyle. And uh, I don't know how long he's going to continue to do this, but right now he's in Columbia, South America. He's currently in Medellin, and he's on with us today, and he's going to talk to us about his journey, share some stories, and really talk to you about how, Maybe you could do this. Maybe you could be a digital nomad for a year or two years or even six months. Uh, I know some people that are doing it, and they travel, they work, they're monetizing while they're traveling, and it's very doable if you just follow some certain uh, methodologies that uh, can help you produce income. So Ricky's going to talk about that today and how he's doing it, and uh, also share uh, what's going on in his world and, and how the kids are benefiting. So Ricky, welcome to key entrepreneurs of influence you certainly became a very big influencer here in Vancouver and you are now creating that extending that influential image into the world of uh, uh, being the daddy blogger which is your your handle and also now the nomadic lifestyle and And partnering up, I see you're partnering up with people to build that nomadic lifestyle. And uh, geez, you know, with everything you're doing, you're going to probably become a keynote speaker pretty soon. So we'll have to get you hooked up with some uh, agents and get you going on that level. So talk to us, Ricky. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much for
1: having me back on,
2: Kieran. Uh, you know, uh, we connected back in Vancouver, BC, Canada on the several different projects. And it's always a pleasure, a joy to talk to you. I've listened to some of your previous episodes. So just wanted to congratulate you on what you're doing. And uh, great to connect here on the show.
1: So tell us, where are you right now?
2: Yeah, so I'll share with you a little bit of background, and then uh, we'll get into uh, the the meat of today's interview, which is about blogging and about being a digital nomad. And I hope uh, your listeners get a ton of value from this interview. Uh, so I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. I was born there, raised there, went to elementary school, high school, university there. I met my wife there. We dated there, got engaged there, got married there, had kid number one there, kid number two there, kid number three there, and then everything changed. Uh, so. <laughs> We were following life by default. We were, uh, you know, uh, like I said, we went through the journey of uh, marriage, having kid one, two, and three. We bought a home. We were living in the suburbs. And I'd become very much a domesticated, suburbanized dad. And Mm -hmm. I was not happy. I was feeling down and I was feeling depressed and I was feeling like there's more to life than living in a suburb and taking my kids to school and, uh, you know, paying the bills and paying the mortgage and, Uh, You know, I had a successful event production company that uh, Kieran was a part of, too. He's spoken at a few different of my events. I've spoken at his events. And uh, event production was a great business. I enjoyed it. I love bringing people together. But at the heart of hearts and my deep down in my soul, I knew there was this big, wide world out there that I was missing out on. And I knew if I didn't do something about it, I would live my life with regret. Because what would happen is my kids would go to school and then once they got into elementary school, high school, university, it would be very hard for the next 15, 20 years to actually leave the way we have now. So we made a dramatic, a drastic and a powerful decision to leave it all behind on December 6th, 2016. We actually left Vancouver BC Canada and we set set off on this journey that you mentioned earlier. Uh, we went to the philippines where my wife is from uh, spending time with her family back in december christmas new year's and then in january we actually in january we actually went to hong kong Uh, Then we went to Dubai, then we went to South Africa, uh, then we've actually been uh, focusing on South America. It's my first time ever uh, to the continent of South America, and it's my sixth continent and my 68th country here in Colombia. So, so far we've covered 68 countries on six continents, only Antarctica left to go, and our goal is to visit every single country on the world, and we're doing it. Uh, very slowly, like uh, one country, uh, about one month per country, Uh, for example, Colombia is going to be a month, Ecuador a month, Peru a month, Chile a month, Argentina a month, and we want to see the whole world um, in not as much quantity as possible, but with as much quality and depth as possible. And we make uh, income online through several different means, and we're really loving the journey. It's been great for our family, for the bonding with me and my wife, and especially for our three kids. For that, for us to spend this quality time is really priceless, Kieran. And I know, Kieran, you're a dad of four, and I know uh, that is your big passion, and that's my big passion. We're both fatherpreneurs.
1: Fatherpreneurs, we are, yeah. And, you know, we've it, done it different ways, and yeah, I know what it's like. Uh, your kids are pretty close in age, so, you know, ours were pretty close in age, too. So, you know, uh, I, I raised four kids that were five and a half years apart from one to four, and your yours are, what are your ages, about five? three and one. What are they?
2: Oh, you, you got it right on the ball without even reading my bio.
1: <laughs> my, <laughs>
2: my daughter is five. My son, Ryan is three. And then my other son, Renzo just turned one. So five, three and one.
1: Yeah. And, and so basically, I mean, uh, for all the moms and pa- fathers listening, you know, leaving Vancouver with, a. a you know, probably five, three, and six months or four, three, and six months or something like that. But imagine traveling the world with a young baby and, uh, you know, this, you know, the, the... the five-year-old and the three-year-old are, are getting, you know, they're, they're experiencing something, but here's this baby that you know, this, this baby Renzo's life has just been on the road uh, in planes, it trains, and automobiles. So it's pretty fascinating. So uh, yeah, well, look, uh, I honor you and, and respect it. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people might be shaking their heads thinking, I don't know how they're doing that, but you know what, you're doing it. And then because you set the intention you've planned it and in, so tell us, I, I'm just curious, we want to get into you know, how you're monetizing and all that in a second, but just talk about the dynamics, the family dynamics. You said it's been great for your relationship with your wife. So tell me about how the experience is actually creating a, a, a better bond with your family.
2: Yeah, so back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, where we're from, me and my wife, we're both working parents, and as working parents, we get so busy, and uh, Western society, I don't want to be too critical, but they, uh, (laughs) I I don't know if I want to blame society or the way the culture is, but you get to, you tend to be in this busyness bubble, and you're basically running around from place to place, from appointment to appointment, from business to business, to meeting to meeting, and you really get into this business overload. Uh, They call it the rat race, or uh, being in the hamster wheel, and I was on that wheel. I would be running my events, and for those of you who are in event production, you would know, or you would have, you can imagine, it is a lot of work. I mean, I would be putting on events like small events to like uh, bigger workshops to actually bigger conferences, like multi-day, multi-speaker conferences for like three days with a few hundred people, and that is stressful. And uh, I would be so focused on my work that I would be neglecting my wife. I'd be neglecting my kids. I mean, I felt like a hypocrite. I was uh, running DaddyBlogger.com. But at the same time, my kids were in the daycare, and I would be so uh, glued to my technology, my laptop, my cell phone, that my kids would be, like, wanting and um, desiring and uh, yearning for time with Daddy. And I, I felt so... Um, detached from my mission to build strong fathers and families and I had to do something about it because my marriage would have fallen apart, my family would have fallen apart, and my kids would probably despise me for being a hypocrite. So uh, we really had to make this decision to live life by design, not by default. So now, um, you know, me and my wife, uh, we always have had problems. I mean, I just want to admit that publicly too. There's been fighting and arguing and yelling and screaming, even a bit of swearing here and there and, you know, the threats of the and like uh, threats of separation, and you won't see that on social media. You'll see the good stuff. You'll see the smiles, the joy, <laughs> yeah. the laughter. Uh, but but the reality of every marriage. Is there's going to be conflict and uh, in our marriage too like we had to go to like marital counseling and we had to um, we had to get support and help and uh, choose life differently so now uh, I mean obviously we're spending quality time together almost too much time together now we're with each other 24 7 and uh, it's been good uh, but at the same time obviously there are challenges here as well uh, when you are traveling with kids um, and uh, your wife uh, you don't usually have time away from each other because you're with each other 24 hours in the sightseeing, in the transport, in the hotels. Um, uh, So it's actually really important, even when you're traveling, to nurture those family bonds. So like, for example, when we were in South Africa, we actually did a few date nights uh, while we're traveling. So we'd leave the kids... With the hotel staff uh uh, with uh you know we had some uh uh, friends over there in uh, cape town so we left the kids there and we just went out to uh, a movie we went out uh, to a dinner and that was actually really good for the marital bond and even as we're traveling as a family sometimes what we'll do is we'll do like uh, father-daughter dates, so we'll do like a mother-son dates, and we'll nurture each of those individual relationships, and at the end of the day, that's what makes a healthy family. No matter where you are in the world, you could be listening to this in Sydney, Australia, or London, England, or New York City, and the, the principles of family harmony are the same. You need quality time, you need good communication, uh, you need to sacrifice yourself for the sake of the other, and uh, we still have to do that while we're on the road. Um, and it gets much harder because there's a lot more stress when you're on the road. Uh, I mentioned the stress of business when you're uh, when you're at home. Well, there's the stress of traveling when you're on the road, the stress of checking in and checking out of hotels, the stress of uh, rushing to get your planes, your trains, your boats, uh, the stress of packing and unpacking, the stress of uh, the language barriers and the cultural differences and the stress of um, just uh, uh, being in each other's faces all the time. So, it is very much a challenge, both if you're living in a city or when you're traveling. So I just wanted to acknowledge that too. It isn't what you see on the social media, there's uh, struggles, difficulties and um, uh, other forms of problems when you're traveling.
1: Well, look, I mean it's life, right? But you know you're 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 switching out uh, challenges at home that you said were, you know, you are unhappy, bored, depressed, you know, uh, challenges in in relationships, but you 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 decide to take an adventure and yeah, it's gonna come with different challenges. but I believe, you know, the growth is there because one, you're gonna have an experience that you can share forever in the marriage and in in the family, the, the memories, and, and that's gonna create a, a, a really healthy bond and foundation. And you know, when you when you're when you're moving through life and you have this to look back on, it's it's you know, it's Pretty amazing. So you know, there's lots there. But you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah, if you're if you're moving on every month, you're going to a different country. You're gonna be you're gonna have some challenges. But as you go, you probably figure out how to do it more effectively, how to do it more efficiently. You know, instead of uh, instead of acquiring things as you go, you probably start unloading things and keep the travel bags as light as possible. Uh, you know, you're probably learning to live with less as well, and uh, and especially living in parts of the world where. You know, they they don't necessarily have what we have in, in Western world. You don't you start to realize you don't lead, need as much. So, uh, you know, it, it it's easier to 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 live with less. Believe me. So that's uh, it's awesome. So we're gonna take a break here, and uh, we're gonna when we come back, Ricky's gonna talk to us about how does he fund this? How is he monetizing? Five people, two adults, four three children, and there's costs involved here. So let's we're gonna delve into that, and where he's going to talk about how he's monetized it, how he's creating income, and uh, <clears throat> getting other people engaged in what he's doing so that they can benefit. So he's got some really creative ways, the way he's done this, so stay bu- stay tuned, we'll be right back, and he's going to tell us how you can become a digital nomad, and uh, how you can be a parent on the road. So uh, we'll be right back. We have Ricky Shetty, the digital nomad, daddy blogger, he's in Colombia, Medellin, Columbia, South America, right now with his family. Maybe we can get the kids on and say hello, too, in a few minutes. So We'll be right back.
0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you challenged in business? Want to double your revenues? Want to work less and earn more? Breakthrough 90 Coaching by Kiran Sweeney is a unique accelerated process that guides entrepreneurs on creating seven-figure revenue businesses. Contact Kiran at bt90coaching.com or visit our website at bt90coaching.com. You may also call 778 888 8 Right now. Break through the barriers of mediocrity and create the success you deserve. Are you finding your frequency? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every
1: week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood,
0: though, so this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every
1: Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with Kieran Sweeney. To call into today's program, please call 1-866 Four seven two five seven nine five. That's one Or feel free to send an email to Kieron. That's K-I-E-R-O-N at KieronSweeney.com. Now, back to Key Entrepreneurs of Influence.
1: And welcome back. This is Kieron Sweeney with key entrepreneurs of influence and we have Ricky Shetty on who's from living, he's from Vancouver but he's living in Medellin, Medellin, South America, Medellin, Colombia, South America. Actually, I lived there for uh, six months when I was uh, 20, and I was doing volunteer work with an organization called Canada World Youth. And actually, I was living like an hour and a half south of you, in Las, near La Seja, uh, in a little village called San Miguel. So, uh, you're very close to some important years of my life. So, uh, so glad to hear you're enjoying Colombia because it's an amazing country, and you know a lot of people uh, have images of. Columbia from, you know, the the cartel days, but it's nothing like what we, the news per, portrayed. It's actually uh, quite a, a robust economy now and is a very, and people are just amazing there and just very open and giving and just a beautiful culture. So I'm so glad you're enjoying that. So let's get on to how do you fund this digital nomad lifestyle? Why do you tell us all about that?
2: Yeah, so I actually teach a system here on called the four steps to travel the world. And I've, uh, you know, interviewed people and always one of the biggest dreams that people have is to travel the world, but they always have two objections. The objections include time and money, time and money, time and money. And I love helping them solve that problem. So my four steps for uh, traveling the world include, and they are the four S's. So you can remember this alliteration. First you save. Then you sell, then you get a salary, and then you get sponsorships. And I'm going to cover those in much more detail. So, in terms of uh, saving, no matter what you're doing in life, whether you're working for a company or you're an entrepreneur, I would say set aside a little amount every month for your travel budget. It could be as little as 20 bucks a month, or 50 bucks a month, or 100 bucks a month and soon that will grow. At the end of the year, say you're doing 100 a month, you have $1,200 and that can pretty much buy you a ticket in mo- to most places around the world. Um, so if you start saving, not only in terms of your monthly income, but also saving in the sense that cutting down on your costs, cutting down on those uh, Starbucks or those Tim Hortons, cutting down on those electronics, those tech gadgets on the entertainment, the movies. So if you can cut down and start saving as much as possible, that's gonna allow you to travel longer, and also, uh, uh, you know, when you're traveling, to spend more, uh, so save first, and then you sell. So, like for us, uh, we actually ended up selling a lot of our stuff back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, because as you alluded to earlier, stuff. Materialism is so unimportant. What's really important is these experiences, these memories, uh, these family bonds that we're making as we travel. So we actually end up selling our condo. We lived in a condo in Burnaby, BC, Canada, and it's actually a hot real estate market, as you know, Kieran, in Vancouver. Mm. So selling a condo really helped finance this particular trip. Uh, we also sold. Uh, we had a, a you know just a family car. We sold that. We sold a lot of uh, tech uh, stuff. We actually sold like even my DSLR. Uh, we decided not to travel with it because it was too bulky and, um, you know, there's te- uh, a chance for breaking or being stolen. So we didn't even travel with that. I used to run events, as I mentioned uh, earlier. I actually sold a lot of my event uh, stuff, like my projectors and stuff. So we were able to get a few thousand dollars just in selling stuff alone. We had a, a come and take it and pay what you will sell. Uh, so our friends came over to our house and ransacked our place and they just gave us money. <laughs> and we <laughs> gave it. We <laughs> traded stuff for money, which is always a good thing. Uh, so first you save, then you sell. Then the next thing is a salary. And uh, I'm going to cover this in much more detail. So you need to get some form sort of a salary when you're traveling. Because if you travel in savings alone, guess what's going to happen? That savings is going to deplete very, very quickly. And for the first few months of our travel, we were actually doing it primarily on savings alone. And we realized that... We would actually not be able to travel as long as we are unless we actually made the decision to produce income online. And I make income through several different ways and I'll share with you some of them. Uh, So I follow a multiple streams of income approach. Uh, The first and foremost is I do private coaching. And that's probably the biggest bang for my buck. Uh, It is expensive, yet it's a good uh, trade of my time for the money coming in. So, I do private Skype coaching. If anyone's interested, I can uh, definitely help you out, uh, giving you a personal um, um, uh, coaching session or sessions or program in terms of how you, listening and watching, can actually become a digital nomad yourself. So, first is the private coaching. Secondly, is mastermind groups. So, I run, uh, currently, I'm running one every Wednesday. I'm also part of two others, but it's a paid mastermind. For people who maybe can't afford the coaching but want to still uh, learn how to be a digital nomad. So we have other people who are either new or aspiring digital nomads who are on the weekly call. It's every Wednesday night on uh, Pacific Standard Time. So if you're interested, reach out to me there. I also have uh, Udemy courses. So Udemy is an online platform where you can sell online courses. It's actually the biggest online marketplace in the world uh, for online courses. So um, I actually have four courses on there. And again, it's very niched. Uh, So the courses have to do with um, how to get sponsored travel while traveling around the world, how to uh, make income while traveling in the world, how to become a travel blogger and, um, you know, uh, things to do with travel blogging, sponsored travel and uh, making income online, being an internet entrepreneur. So my Udemy courses actually have started uh, building up a passive income stream for me now. And I don't mind sharing, uh, you know, numbers with the people listening because sometimes it's easy to talk theory but not practice. So uh-huh. um, my coaching, um, you know, it's like 100 US and up uh, per, hour, per session per hour. Uh, my mastermind is about um, 40 US uh, per month. So low low cost of entry there. Um, the Udemy courses, they retail for 197 online. Uh, you know, we have discount codes, so that, uh, that is actually producing a few hundred uh, dollars worth of passive income every month, which is a beautiful thing. I've done the work once, so um, I wouldn't just sit in front of my computer and record myself talking, uh, just like what we're doing now, but with video as well. And uh, I put those all onto Udemy. The first course actually did really well, and I was just like blown away by how easy it was to do it and how easy the money started coming in. Uh, literally every single day... Or sometimes, you know, you miss a few days, but almost every day we're making um, sales. So it might be just one sale, two sales, but the beauty of Udemy is, and I'm a big Udemy advocate, is um, you're actually not doing the work on the marketing. You do the work in terms of recording the videos, and then what happens is Udemy markets through their email list, uh, even through Facebook ads, through their affiliate network, and they're doing all the sales for me. I promote it every now and then, like I'm promoting here on the uh, the podcast, I'll promote it on my social media every now and then, but I'm not doing heavy marketing. Uh, Udemy does the selling for me, so uh, every month, you know, it's a few hundred dollars in passive income, and I'm sure it's going to build up uh, for the months to come, so big advocate there. I also have my own podcast, and uh, I've actually recorded over 130 episodes in under two months, so I've been actually going gung-ho Wow, podcasting front. Uh, just because I I feel podcasting is really going to blow up. Uh, it is already blowing up, but even the new cars, um, and, uh, people are listening to it more and more. So I am a big advocate of uh, podcasting and video casting. So we do our interviews both on video and audio. So uh, people can listen to that. We make affiliate revenue through there. Whenever a guest come on, we'll ask them uh, if they have something to promote. And uh, when people buy those products or services, we get a a small kickback you know it's not a lot of money coming in there but again it's another income stream through affiliate marketing um the final thing i'm doing uh through my digital nomad mastery business is i'm actually running a big virtual summit uh, this fall it's going to be happening in november and we have some big names who are going to be speaking there john chow who's a multi-millionaire blogger from johnchow.com yarostarik who's made over a million online uh through his blog so those guys are going to be talking about digital nomadism and uh you know we're obviously getting more speakers there uh so those are the five income streams for my digital nomad business um and we're going to be talking about daddy blogger in a little bit but i also make um um not a full-time income on the blog but it's a part-time income in terms of like getting a uh, sponsored posts and getting affiliate revenue on there and the best of all uh, is i'm getting a lot of sponsored stays through my blog um so those are some of my income streams kieran um the other thing is um uh, my wife was actually on maternity leave for a whole year. So uh, for those of you who know uh, Canada, you get one year paid maternity leave. So maybe you're a parent watching and uh, your wife's pregnant or uh, you're <laughs> pregnant and you're maybe thinking of uh, what to do on your maternity leave. Well, what, what happened with Kids 1 and 2, Kieran, is uh, for Rian, my wife stayed in home, hung out with the kids, took care of them. For Ryan, my wife <laughs> hung around at home, changing diapers, taking care of them. For kid number three, we said, why are we just changing diapers at home when we're getting paid (laughs) by the government every month? You know, it's a few thousand dollars a month in terms of the uh, monthly pay. So why are we just sitting around at home uh, changing diapers when we can use this money and travel the world? So the three ways we've been really able to leverage are our savings and our selling. Are my online income, the streams I mentioned, and my wife's math leave? So I really wanted to give her a breakdown in terms of how we do it financially and some of the actual numbers. So hopefully that helps out, Kieran.
1: Yeah, and that's great. I mean, and, and look, everybody's situation is going to be different. Not everyone's going to be on mat leave, but there's different ways to, if you get creative, there's different ways to, to generate revenue. And I like the online course idea. So, I mean, anybody listening, you're an entrepreneur, you're a business person, you're a, uh, even if you're an employee, you have not Knowledge that you can sell, and a lot. I don't think a lot of people realize, but if you go onto Udemy, if you go onto any of these uh, online educational platforms, that you know, pick an industry, pick a category. There's there's so much being taught online, and people who are looking for information, as we said at the beginning of the show, people are searching. They're searching for content, searching for information. So let's say uh, let's say you're an acting coach, and maybe you want to monetize uh, acting. Well, you create you just like all you do you. Just said something that really just landed with me you you sit in front of your computer turn on the video and record and that's all you need to do and all you need if you're an expert at something just you know have five or six teaching points for one episode or for one module Talk about them, and boom! There's module one. Then you do module two. Then you do module three, and you know six a modules is a course. So, it's it's very easy to do. And if you've got uh, a, if you're a specialist in something, and everybody's a specialist in something, and you uh, you just you just record. So awesome! That's really great. So that's that's one way that people can can monetize. But now you mentioned sponsorship. I think you say uh, you get hotels to actually uh, sponsor your stay in exchange for promotion. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. So as I was mentioning earlier, uh, Kieran, there's four steps to travel the world. The first is to save, then is to sell, and the third is to get a salary, which I covered a few different mm-hmm. ways so that I'm getting a salary. And the fourth is the fourth S, which is sponsorships. So what I teach is how to become a travel blogger. And I'm actually going to give you my secrets here on the show just for your audience, Kiran. What do you do is first you build up a brand, uh, and I teach three things: uh, uh, making a blog, marketing a blog, monetizing your blog. So making a blog is very much about building your online brand, and uh, it could be something like DaddyBlogger.com. It could just be like KieranSweeney.com, You could your name is your brand, your personal brand, and um, you know you might want to figure out your area of niche. Focus, passion, it could be, uh, you know, things like parenting like I am and Kieran is. Things like business and entrepreneurship like we both are. It could be even like a car blogging or food blogging or travel blogging or mm-hmm. lifestyle blogging or fitness blogging uh, or uh, like literally the, the options for blogging are endless because no matter what you're passionate about, there will be other people who are passionate about it too. And my biggest tip for blogging is to build your brand and also figure out your niche. So my niche is new fathers with young kids who love to travel. And it's very niche in the sense that it, it has to be new fathers. I don't want to target uh, dads with teenagers or dads with young adults or like dads who have uh, already had grown kids.
1: dads with teenagers is also a really good blogging topic.
2: It is, it is. And uh, uh, like I'm just talking about my niche, but your niche, I mean, you do have teenagers, Kieran. So like, for example, your niche or some of your listeners' niche might be uh, parenting teenagers. And just because I have young kids, obviously I don't have knowledge, experience, or expertise in the area of teenagers yet. Uh, I have three, so they're going to be teenagers in the next uh, uh, 10 years or so. But my niche is uh, young kids, five and under. And also not only uh, parents with young kids, but parents with young kids who are adventurous and who love to travel. So that's my niche. So first is build your brand. Uh, secondly is marketing a blog. Uh, so you can market your blog in many different ways. And people always ask me, how do you get more readers? Well, there are a lot of ways. Email marketing, social media marketing, video marketing, guest blog posting, doing interviews, getting into the media or press, uh, going in networking, speaking. So when you're speaking, people will find out and then they'll start following you. And the last thing is uh, monetizing your blog. So there are three ways to monetize your blog. The first is... To, uh, to sell your products and services. The second is affiliate marketing, and the third is advertising and sponsored posts. So now, to answer your question about sponsored travel, so what I what I've done over the last five years is build up my blog, and I've just focused on building up the brand and building up the readership. And now that I have a significant readership, it is uh, now over 100,000 in social media. My YouTube channel just hit 2.5 million. Uh, my monthly views are like 10,000 to 15,000 plus. So I have a big following now. So I can reach out to a, a company, a tourism board, a travel agency, or a travel company saying, we're coming to Cape Town, South Africa for two weeks. We would love to cover your company on our blog, on our social media, on our YouTube channel. Would you like to partner up? And if they say yes, uh, basically we make an agreement that they'll give us sightseeing, food, transport and accommodation in return for maybe three sponsored posts, maybe 10 social media shares and maybe three or four videos. And we basically do a barter. There's no money exchange. They don't pay me and I don't pay them. And we get free stuff. I, I use the term quote unquote free because I'm actually putting a lot of my own time into it. I, uh, I have to write the blog post. I got to share on social media. I got to make the video, uh, videos. And in return, I get a lot of stuff for free. So, um, And it depends on where you're traveling to, uh, Kiran, and people listening. For example, in South America, it's a lot harder because of the language barrier and also because they're not as social media savvy as North America, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, even parts of Asia. So I've struggled to do it as much here. But when we were in, like, for example, Philippines, Hong Kong, Dubai, South Africa, we got a lot of sponsored stuff. Even up to, like, 60 to 70 to 80 percent of our hotels were being complimentary. And we were staying in expensive hotels, Kiran. They weren't just like your, your Motel Sixes. These hotels were like two hundred, three hundred, four hundred U.S. dollars. And I mean, imagine the savings over a month of staying in uh, luxury hotels, adding up. Even if you uh, you multiply them, you know, over a month we were saving literally like two to three thousand to four thousand dollars just in accommodation costs alone, which has allowed us to obviously travel as much as we're doing now. Uh, so highly recommend getting sponsored travel. I'm happy to. Uh, you know, if you reach out to me, I'm happy to uh, teach you more. But basically, yeah, just build up your brand, build up your readership, and then ask for the things through sponsor travel,
1: and uh, you'll be surprised how many people will say yes, Kiran. Wow, exciting! Wow, you're just like there's so much there. And uh, hey, if you if 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 this uh, tweaks your fancy or you're getting curious about becoming a digital nomad uh, reach out to Ricky uh, he'll give you all his details after the break and we're going to come back and he's going to talk to us about how this all started with Daddy Blogger and how he became known around the world as the expert the go-to person to be the uh, advisor of of how to be a great dad and how that then just turned into becoming a digital nomad so we'll be right back after the break thanks for listening and uh, this is Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with Kieran Sweeney we'll be right back
0: are you challenged in business? Want to double your revenues? Want to work less and earn more? Breakthrough 90 Coaching by Kiran Sweeney is a unique accelerated process that guides entrepreneurs on creating seven-figure revenue businesses. Contact Kiran at bt90coaching.com or visit our website at bt90coaching.com. You may also call 778-888-5800 right now. Break through the barriers of mediocrity and create the success you deserve. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. You are listening to Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with Kieran Sweeney. To call into today's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or feel free to send an email to Kieron. That's K-I-E-R-O-N at KieronSweeney.com. Now, back to Key Entrepreneurs of Influence.
1: And welcome back. It's uh, Kieran Sweeney with Ricky Shetty. And we're talking about how to be a digital nomad traveling the world. He's traveling the world with his wife and three children and they're five, three and one. Imagine what that would be like. Well, it always sounds wonderful traveling the world and uh, being on the beach and having a margarita. But you know what the reality is? When you're living on a family, traveling on the road, it's a very different experience. Yes, there's lots of great things, lots of memories, lots of uh, wonderful experiences, but you know, it's still life. And so uh, Ricky's had some, uh, you know, he's had to make adjustments. Uh, He and his wife had to make adjustments and learn how to live on the road as they go. So these are are actually the golden nuggets that you can uh, glean from Ricky uh, because him having experience living on the road and traveling with a family, he can tell you the, the do's and the don'ts and the whatnots and all of that as well, which is actually extremely valuable information. So uh, wh- so tell us, Ricky, what's just give us one challenge that came up and how you overcame it.
2: The biggest challenge for a digital nomad is Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. say that with a grain of salt because, you know, at the end of the day, if you're working online, you need to have strong Wi-Fi. And that, says, that is actually the biggest challenge when you're traveling is finding good Internet connection. Because they, the guest houses, the Airbnbs, the hotels, they'll always tell you they have amazing Wi-Fi. When you get there and you check the speed test, you do your upload and download speed, Sometimes you can't even stream audio and video, and I do a lot of like interviews, I do uh, coaching, I have a mastermind that's through video, and I need to stream audio and video, otherwise my business falls apart. So mm-hmm. if I, I've really struggled while I'm on the road in terms of finding that strong Wi-Fi connection. Um, sometimes I have to do speed tests, and if I don't find the speed test is good enough, I have to find a co-working space, a coffee shop, or even switch hotels, I've actually done that. Uh, for example, I was in Trinidad and Tobago just a few weeks ago, and uh, I had a really important call that I needed to make. And this guy brought us to San Fernando, which is the second biggest city in, um, in Trinidad, after Port of Spain. We got to San Fernando, and he takes us to this guest house. And we said, this is our budget, you know, 40 to 50 US per day. Uh, what can you find us? And he's like, okay, this is an amazing guest house. They have internet. We arrived, and, and then the person checking us in is like, sorry, our Wi-Fi is broken. It'll be fixed by another end of the week. We're like, <laughs> I can't. I can't stay here. So we actually hopped back in the taxi. And we, uh, we started looking around. Finally, this guy actually brings us to a pretty expensive hotel, like 120 US dollars per day. I usually don't spend that much. I mean, I get a lot of my stuff sponsored. But, you know, when we do pay, it is on the lower end, like 50 to 60 US uh, per day uh, for a night night stay in South America, Central America, which is actually pretty reasonable for a good place. So we actually end up spending more than my intention, like 120 US for that one night because I needed to have strong Wi-Fi. So I sacrificed my wallet and my credit card (laughs) and my Mm. bank account. For the sake of having uh, the strong Wi-Fi, because um, at the end of the day, if I don't have good Wi-Fi, everything falls apart, and I get stressed out, I get frustrated, I get angry, and that's not a good place where I want to be, so I would rather pay more and have good, strong Wi-Fi, so that is one of my challenges, and I know that's the challenge of every internet entrepreneur and digital nomad who's traveling the world right now, good, strong, fast Wi-Fi.
1: I'll just find a Westin and sit in the lobby.
2: <laughs> I, I have done that. It's funny you mentioned that, but yeah, exactly. You can, uh, if you can uh, log into that Wi-Fi, any of the major hotels, the Hilton's, the, uh, the Westin's, the Fairmont's, you can definitely steal their Wi-Fi for a few minutes. Maybe buy yourself a coffee or a drink just so you can contribute to the establishment.
1: Yeah, and and you can get innovative, and uh, you could even go to a company and just say, "Hey, I'll give you some free advertising on my blog if you let me use your Wi-Fi." I mean, there's lots of ways around it. So I've had to do that myself at times too, because when you're traveling in certain parts of the world, yes, Wi-Fi can be a challenge. So, uh, so well, good, good. I mean, look, part of traveling is learning to be resourceful and be innovative, and it's uh, it's not life is not going to be the same as it is at home, and in certainly in North America or Europe. So, uh, so. What's your most memorable story so far? You've been on the road for quite a while. I know you were uh, staying. I know you're in South South Africa, and you met some of my friends there. And you've uh, had ventured off and done other things. But what's uh, what's one memorable story?
2: Yeah, you know uh, uh, the thing that immediately comes to mind, Kieran, is I turned forty years old this year on February twelfth. 1977, the crowds go wild, Ricky turned 40. <laughs> so um, I turned 40 and one of my biggest bucket list items was to do an animal safari. And I've always dreamed of uh, you know, uh, being in a Jeep and seeing animals up close. I've loved animals and I've always just seen them in the zoo. And I, one of my big yearnings was like, how would it feel to see these amazing animals in the wild? So we made that dream come true. Uh, as I turned forward to you on February 12, 1977, I was sitting in Kruger National Park in a restaurant overlooking the park, seeing literally animals. Uh, there were elephants, there were buffaloes, there were lions, giraffes from above and uh, my wife actually uh, surprised me by bringing a cake and all these African uh, local people uh, came and they were dancing and singing and I actually got so emotional, I was actually uh, in tears and my wife was recording the whole thing. And I'm a a fast talker as you can tell and I (laughs) love to speak, I, I do a lot of public speaking, interviews, podcasting, so I'm good at speaking. But when that moment happen, I was actually speechless and I actually couldn't, uh, my wife's like, how are you feeling Ricky? And I was like, uh, and I was trying to hide the tears and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like just crying on, alive on air here to the millions of people uh, <laughs> who might watch it. So um I was holding back tears, but I got so emotional because my dream had come true. And there's this powerful rush of emotions when something you've always dreamed of is sitting there in front of your eyes and your face. So that by a landslide has been the most powerful experience for me personally. And I love this quote, travel will leave you speechless. And then it will turn you into a storyteller. And really travel leaves you speechless. The monuments you see, the landscapes, the mountains, uh, you know, these natural wonders, these man-made wonders, When you see them, the pyramids or the Great Wall of China or uh, Machu Picchu or uh, these waterfalls like uh, Victoria Falls or Iguazu Falls or when you uh, step foot in the animal safari, these moments are really what travel is about. When you stand in front of a lion or sit in front of a lion uh, in your Jeep there in the safety of your Jeep and it's staring at you and it actually roars and uh, you're making a connection with this lion on a very personal level from only a meter away, in the wild, not, uh, not from the confines of the cages, it will blow you away. And then it yeah. leaves you speechless and then it turns you into a storyteller. So I love telling stories and I do that on my blog, my social media, on these interviews and I love inspiring others to follow their dreams, to, to achieve their bucket list items. Not just put them on a list, but actually start checking them off and completing them. It is a powerful feeling.
1: Well, it is, you know, if you ask anybody, you know, if they didn't have to work or if if money wasn't an issue, what would they do? And most people just say one of the first things people always come up with is I I want to travel. And everybody wants to travel more. And it's. You know there are so many in, in amazing places to see in the world, and and I, you know I've I've been to about 128 countries myself, and you know I've, I've been fortunate because I traveled, I, I worked in international relations for a while and government and did some work with the UN, and then through my various businesses over the years, it's allowed me to travel, and then being a public speaker, so I've been very fortunate also to travel. Uh, work always allowed me to travel, but I've done you know a lot of vacation travel as well, and. You know, but the one thing I want to do is I want to, I want to travel again, like you know, backpack travel, uh, you know, and just. Go and take a year or two years and do it again and because and, there's so much more I want to see. And, you know, I've been also fortunate to be able to travel at certain times in history. Uh, I was actually at the Berlin Wall when the Berlin Wall came down. I was actually uh, in China in 1985 before it opened up to to the world. So, you know, s- some of these are things are... Uh, just key highlights, but, you know, at any time in history, right now, you could be somewhere in the world where something's happening, there's a transition happening, or, or, or you're going to experience a, a new discovery that's out there in the world. And, you know, these are the things that are happening that, you know, you just can't trade. So, you know, taking that year or two years to just, you know, go and explore and experience, uh, highly recommend it. So for the kids, obviously it's a great education. Now they are young, they're five and three, but obviously what are you doing to enhance their education? Because uh, if they're at home, uh, the one would be in kindergarten and would be, the other would probably be in daycare. But what are you doing to give them that educational experience?
2: Yeah, the two biggest questions for parents uh, who are traveling long-term like we are is always the money question and the schooling question. For us, we're big advocates of traditional schooling. Uh, I actually ended up doing, I think, uh, seven years of post-secondary education. I did my degree in psychology at the University of British Columbia. I also did a diploma in theology in Hillsong in Sydney, Australia. I also did a TESOL certificate. So I'm a big advocate of the traditional schooling model. And a lot of travelers, they actually knock that model saying, you know, it's it's archaic, and it's just textbook-based. But actually, I'm a big advocate of traditional schooling. Saying that, I also believe you need to supplement traditional schooling with uh, terms like world schooling, road schooling, self-directed learning. Um, You know, some people call it unschooling when you actually take kids fully out of school and you just teach them through the world. I don't believe 100% in that model. Uh, I believe in a hybrid model. So our hybrid model includes traditional schooling, world schooling, and Homeschooling, So we will uh, end up doing more homeschooling with the uh, kids as they grow older. But right now, it is a self-directed learning approach. Just like we, you know, Kiran and me and uh, the people listening, when you're interested in something, you'll look it up on Wikipedia. You'll look it up on YouTube. You'll start studying about it. Maybe you'll uh, uh, buy an online course about it. Maybe uh, you'll uh, get some books from the library about it. Maybe you'll go to the local bookshop and uh, read more detail and depth about that topic. So just like that, as adults, we do self-directed learning. So do kids. So our kids, they're really interested in things like the Amazon rainforest, or they're interested in history and culture because they're visiting all these places. So they have so many questions, like, um, like, uh, what what language does the you know uh, Brazil speak? Which language does Trinidad speak? Which language does um, you know uh, Panama speak? So they're always asking these kind of questions. They're wondering about where which countries fit into which continents. Things we take for granted. I mean, actually a lot of adults don't even know this, like I was telling people I'm in Suriname or Guyana and they kind of give me this weird look, Suriname, uh, is that in Africa? I'm like, no, that's in Northeast South America. It's actually a Dutch colony that's become independent. So in terms of our kids, they're doing a self-directed learning approach. Um, Also we watch a lot of YouTube videos on the topic they're interested in. There are some great resources online, one's called Khan Academy, which is homeschooling for kids, uh, you know, traveling families. There are a lot of communities on things like Facebook. Um, If you just look up world schooling or unschooling or road schooling uh, on on Facebook, you'll actually find groups. And these groups are great because you can actually connect with other traveling nomadic families. And there's even summits. Uh, There's a summit, uh, you know, in your neck of the woods in Peticton happening this fall. Um, There's a a couple that I know in San Miguel de Allende in Mexico. Uh, There's literally summits and conferences and get togethers for traveling families such as ours. So I believe in a hybrid approach of
1: traditional schooling, world schooling and um, self-directed learning. Awesome. Wow. Well, yeah, listen. There's today with the internet and and all of the various communities out there, they're forming in Facebook groups and online. Uh, definitely, it's 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 much easier to access education and you know, l- literally. I mean, the school curriculum is is it offers a, a good structure and a good foundation. Um, and yes, some people feel I, I kind of share the. Sentiment that it, it is a bit archaic, but I think the fundamentals are important. We still need the math, the reading, the sciences, all of that. But beyond that, there's other ways to learn. And I know my son, uh, my second son, Brayden, he, he loves. He gets more education online, and he just watches science videos. And, and you know, he's very intrigued by you know science and medicine, and 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 just how the world works and how the universe works and space. And so, you know, he just delves into it. And it, you know, it's easy to educate yourself online these days. So, uh, Ricky, it's uh, we're just about out of time, unfortunately, and we didn't even get to talk about Daddy Blogger. So, uh, let's uh, give us your URLs. But where can People go to find you.
2: Yeah, I mean, Daddy Blogger easy to find, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Just check out DaddyBlogger.com. That actually will give you a lot more details about our travels. We actually document every single day of our travels on there. Uh, we awesome. have a world schedule, a uh, schedule on there. So check out DaddyBlogger.com for uh, parenting, fatherhood, and family travel. And if you're interested in becoming a digital nomad, check out digitalnomadmastery.com. We're iTunes as well, and uh, you can uh, subscribe to us on there. Thanks so much for your time today, Kiran. It's been a pleasure, and I hope I've inspired even one person to travel. Just like we
1: are. I'm sure you have. Digitalnomadmastery.com and Daddy Blogger. This is Kiran Sweeney with Ricky Shetty. And if you want to travel the world and be a digital nomad, you now have some direction. So listen again. Go to his sites and enjoy. Have a great week. We'll be back next week with a very inspiring guest, Satyan Raja, who's going to just turn your world upside down. You want to listen to this one. This man is a master. See you next week.
0: Thank you for joining Kieran Sweeney and Key Entrepreneurs of Influence. We hope you'll tune in again for another edition of the program next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a good week.